0: amen and amen now i'm gonna go right into the word of god so let us pray father god in the name of your son jesus first of all we thank you oh god we thank you we thank you for bible deliverance launching and making oh god and although it was not our plan we thank you for the virtual launching of bible deliverance for we have had the opportunity through your grace and through your mercy to reach and touch so many lives. And we knew that we do not take that for granted, oh God. And we thank you. We thank you for your grace and your mercy. for we know that your plans supersede anything that we could ever imagine. And as this word go forth today, oh God, shut down every spirit of flesh in me. And use me as your vessel, oh God. Exalt your word and deliver it to your people as you be suitable and viable amen amen and amen so as we continue in the vein of this year's theme of crushing religion and exalting the kingdom of God let's review what we have covered thus far and I know if any of you read your text messages your pastor's sermon topics I know kind of stumpy, but stay with me. <laughs> so far, we have covered what the kingdom of God is. We have determined that the kingdom's glory is territory. We have also covered that a kingdom does not operate in a democracy. What the king says is law. There is no vote and there is no input from the people. We have covered why God gave us dominion, which is to colonize earth and bring the culture of heaven to earth. We have also determined that in order for us to effectively walk in the purpose of the kingdom, believers, kingdom citizens must be represented in every sector of industry and government. And finally, thus far we have learned to operate and to colonize as God will, we can never be more committed to anyone, anything, any custom, any tradition, or any affiliations than we are to the King of Kings. Now that I have brought you all up to speed on the foundation and the basic principles of the kingdom, we profess to be citizens. And at this time, We have to move to begin basic training. And that training is in regards to our actions and reactions. Because we are required to know how to act and react to things. To effectively colonize the earth that God has given us dominion over. You know, in the military, before you are released to operate collectively in the overall mission, each soldier... Has to go through basic training or what is finally known as boot camp. Well today starts your boot camp. But because we don't serve an ordinary chief or commander in chief and because we are not working for a democracy but for a kingdom our boot camp is just a little bit different than most. We are entering into a shock troop boot camp now most of y'all are saying what the heck is a shock troop (laughs) boot camp well shock troopers are an exclusive military group used only for special detailed missions the term shock troop is used to describe a unit with a special assignment composed of assault troops which are typically organized for mobility with the intention of penetrating and attacking the enemy through its vulnerable areas. Shock troopers specialize in the use of various non-standard weapons and equipment. They are also distinguishable by their extra heavy plate of armor. In the realm of ministry, those who are assigned... To the shock troop unit are those who have been declared ministerial leaders and teachers and deacons and evangelists and even just common confessed believers. Now I need you to note that in order for the ministerial mission to be a success, it is our attitude regarding the mission that must first be intact. So yes, what your mother told you all along, that attitude is everything, she was absolutely correct. If we dissect the word attitude, you will find that at, A-T represents, presence, participation, attendance, and that the suffix tud, T-U-D, means state, condition, quality, Hence, attitude is indicative of one's present state of mind. We all know that one's body language will also let us know one's level of participation, their quality of their intentions, which all makes up what we know to be attitude. We look at our children and we can just tell by their body language. I know you don't have no attitude because I asked you to clean that room. But just the way they look, the way they jerk their body, you know someone's attitude just by their body language. Today, as part of our first day of Shock Troop training, we're going to address the Beatitudes and the similitudes detailed in the Bible. In short, the Bible gives us the example of eight Beatitudes, which are the attitudes that bring forth blessings. The attitudes that we ought to be walking in. And two similitudes. Now similitudes refers to one's visible likeness to something. And biblically speaking, it is referring to our visible likeness to God. The likeness that we should possess and exalt and exhibit. Now, this sermon is entitled, Setting Aside Trash Can Leaves. And I, like I said, I know you all be wondering, where did she get this from? See, many of us want to profess that we are believers of the Word of God. And on the surface, we make things look real good, even presentable. But sometimes our tension, our intention, and our sincere attitude is not always pleasing to God. Sometimes we do things, but there's a subtle level of arrogance, judgment. We can do things out of pride and a haughty spirit. All of this is equivalent to presenting a prime rib dinner to someone on the lid of a trash can. Yes, the the prime rib dinner is delightful. It's considered the creme de la creme the mindsets and the attitudes and even our reason for presenting the prime rib is what is presenting and sometimes that is presented at the level of a trash can lid which is plagued with the residue from what is foul and what stinks and what is of not real use to anyone we will be coming from Matthew chapter 5 verses one to 6, the Beatitudes. The first Beatitude says, blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. Now, this is not referring to blessed are those who are depressed, Blessed are those who are groaning and complaining all the time. That is not what that scripture means when it says blessed are those who are poor in spirit. Poor in spirit is to be absent of the mindset of self-sufficiency. Some of us walk with the arrogance of thinking that we have what we have because we are so great. We can do what we can do because we are so awesome. Or because we have paid, quote unquote, our dues. But the poor in spirit that God is speaking of is one who knows that they are hopeless and lost apart from God's divine grace. Blessed are those who know that they are hopeless without God's divine grace. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Again, not those who are crying and whining all the time. Those people, just like they get on your nerve, they get on God's nerve. That is not what he's talking about here either. The Bible is referring to those who mourn over sin. Those who are not comfortable committing sin. Who are convicted. Those who are not comfortable dwelling in the presence of sin. Scripture goes on to say, blessed are the meek for they will inherit the earth. Meekness is the opposite of being out of control. Here have some people that are just completely out of control. It's not weakness, but supreme self-control, empowered by the Spirit of God. That is what meekness is. The opposite of being out of control. Some of us think that being out of control is the thing to be, the trendy thing to be. And I know all the women on the line can testify when a man is trying to flirt with you. He, he I just can't control myself around you. That's not a good thing. And don't be impressed by that, because what he's essentially telling you is because of the way you look and the way you carry yourself, he can't control himself. But rest assured, he will meet someone else who will be singing the same song, too, because you have no control over your flesh when it comes to looking at another woman's flesh. That's nothing to brag on. We're going to get all into that. We have a women's conference coming up soon. We're going to get all into that. But blessed are the meek. Blessed are those who have supreme self-control that is empowered by the Spirit of God. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they will be filled. Now, we're not talking about self-righteousness, those that are thinking that they are holy and thou and that they have carved out the ideal model of righteousness. But those who are so committed to God's righteousness that they seek righteousness. They are those when things go wrong that they are quick to look at their self so they can do some self-correcting. They are evaluating themselves in anything Unrighteous, that they may have contributed to the situation. Those are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness. Those that are able to check themselves first. Blessed are the merciful. You know, those who are quick to show mercy. Those that are quick to accept an apology instead of walking in anger those who are very slow to slander that walk in the mercy of God that understand that God extends mercy to them so they owe it to others blessed are the pure in heart for they will see God those who say they will pray for another and really do you know you have some people say oh girl I'm going to pray with you and they ain't praying there's something to say But those that are pure in heart, they can't wait to get back home, to fall on their knees and and begin to pray for you and to put your prayer above their prayer. Those are those who are pure in heart. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they will be called children of God. Those who bring peace to a situation. Those who are quick to insert godly wisdom. We don't see many peacemakers anymore. And y'all know one of my pet peeves are these reality shows where we are being entertained by a level of ignorance and disruption and dysfunction. And that is entertaining us. But God said, blessed are the peacemakers. Blessed are those who are persecuted because of righteousness, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. He's talking about those not afraid to stand for righteousness when no one else is standing. Loving God and his righteousness enough that you're willing to stand, even if it means you have to stand alone. Verse 11 says, blessed are you when people insult you, persecute you, falsely say all kinds of evil against you because of me. God said, when people talk about you because of me, because you're upholding what I said, you're blessed. Rejoice and be glad, the scripture says, because great is your reward. For in the same way they persecuted the prophets who were before you. So you're in good company. In other words, that's what God is telling you. And you will be blessed. See, because they, they, they persecuted Jesus. They talked about him. Put false claims against him. That's what you have to endure when you're willing to walk according to righteousness. Now, there's only two similitudes. Which I told you, similitudes is similar to something. The similarity. We know that we were created in the image and the likeness of God. So the similitudes in the Bible refer to the image and the likenesses of God that we should represent. There's only two. The first one says that you are the salt of the earth. You need to remember that in everything. Scripture goes on to say, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be made salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. Remember that you are the saltiness. You are the salt of the earth. That is what should bring balance to everything that is going on. And to bring that balance does not mean that everybody is going to agree with you. To bring balance means to bring that righteousness when there's so much wrong. That is the saltiness. The next similitude says that you are the light of the world. You, believers, those committed to the kingdom of God, you are the light of the world. Scripture says a town built on a hill cannot be hidden. You should not be trying to hide and, and, and back away. I don't want to be the one that's always talking about God. I don't want to be the one that's always trying to do the right thing. Well, guess what? God said you're the light of the world. So when you step into darkness, darkness and lightness can, and light cannot dwell in the same space. Scripture says neither do people light a lamp and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on a stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. And that does not mean that you have to walk in arrogance. You can be light and be humble all at the same time. Scripture says, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. When you let your light shine, It should shine in a way that people want to know your God and want to know how can you maintain such a light when so much darkness is around us. As children of the King of Kings, heirs heirs with Christ to the throne of God, we are extended certain privileges. Unfortunately, many of us willfully adopt the ways of the world. And it leads us to living beneath our privileges and because of our tubes that are not purely aligned with who God declares we are, we miss what God has in store for us. As we stand committed to crushing religion and exalting the kingdom of God and colonizing earth to reflect the culture of the kingdom of heaven, we cannot keep trolling the alleys of this world, serving up pieces of religion on lids of a garbage can that is plagued with the residue of things not fit for building up the kingdom. It's time to set aside the garbage can lids. And look to the kingdom of God for everything that we represent and offer to others. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you for your word today, oh God. We thank you as we learned about our beatitudes and our similitudes, oh God. And we ask for your forgiveness for every time that we stepped outside of your mandate, oh God. We ask that you grab us and hold us, oh God. And guide and lead us, O oh God. Give us the strength to stand on your word. In the most difficult situations. For it's you that we want to exalt. We proclaim that we are salt. And that we are light, oh God. Representatives of the kingdom of God. Assigned to colonize this earth. To bring the culture of heaven to earth. Lord, we accept the excitement, but you know that we are not perfect. So without you, we know that we cannot do anything. So again, we ask that you walk with us, talk with us, talk to us, oh God, guide us. And we command our hearts and our minds to submit to your glory, to submit to your will, and to submit to your voice. We give you honor and we give you praise today. Amen. Amen. Amen.